In 2021, Lou and I released our top 10 Travis Scott songs with the goal of finding the very best within his catalog. And he has a lot of songs, a lot of songs that feel like they're absolutely perfect. And this is one of the most challenging lists I've had to put together just because I'm a big fan of so many different Travis Scott records. But for this episode, we're going to give you our 2023 updated version, now with Utopia included. So let me ask you the quick question. Did anything off Utopia make it today? That was the big challenge is like listening to Utopia. I probably like a good seven to eight listens deep, if not more at this point from front to back. And it's just so soon to be having the conversation. But I could already feel how certain songs off of this album will go down alongside the best of his catalog, alongside the 902 and O's and some of his best work. So I want to talk about like the songs that maybe you considered putting into your top 10 list from Utopia that just didn't slide in, and maybe songs that will slide in with more listens for you. Okay, so taking into consideration Utopia, let's have a little conversation before we actually get into this I just talk. asked you a question, though. like Which songs from Utopia did you not include that you might want to include okay, in the future? Okay, but that's, that's what I was going to lead into, is that okay. for myself, like I have certain songs on here, like, I'm not sure. Um, maybe a Lost Forever that was in consideration. Um, but I wanted to ask you that because I know there's maybe one song on here because we just recorded our tier list and you seem to be liking it very much at this point. Besides that one song, because I feel like that's probably yeah. going to be the song. Um, my Eyes. My Eyes is a song that I think is incredible. Um, near flawless track and seeing Travis just go out of his realms and give us this vocal performance unlike anything he's done before was really impressive. So that was hard to leave off. And uh, even Lost Forever, like you were saying, and I sort of said this before Utopia even dropped, that if the Lost Forever version that I heard from the fashion show, from the leak, if that version had made it onto Utopia, it would have been a top 10 Travis Scott song of all time for me. But unfortunately, we got a a change up, which is not bad. I'm not complaining about it, but... It's not good enough to, to crack the list. When you made those claims, I was questioning you because I'm like, is it really going to crack your top 10? And listen, it didn't crack mine. I never made that claim. So I want to stick by that. So I don't if, think if it the is. OG version was intact, like you still wouldn't have no, considered it? Okay. I don't think so. My list is strong, man. There's a lot of crazy shit on my, yeah. on my list. And honestly, even the Alchemist like beat switch, I feel like personally, as he announced the song, but if I really had to stick it maybe to one of them, um, I was really considering something like a schizo, to be quite honest with okay. you. Um, I just think the rapping performances are absolutely incredible from um, start to finish. It's really that last beats. verse, bro. Yeah, it's really sick. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. Modern Jam was nowhere near my list. Uh, that was not oh, yeah. going to be making a top 10 for me. Absolutely not. That's an L. Uh, I think it's a great song. I just... I don't know. I, I'm maybe not seeing what you guys are seeing, if I'm being completely honest with you. I think it's a perfectly crafted song, and that's why it is in my list. Like That's the one Topia song that really cracked my list. And again, maybe it's too premature. Maybe there's the fucking recency bias involved, but it is what it is. It made my list. But recency bias is a good thing. Yeah, no, it, it <laughs> it's is. It's a good thing. It, I mean, it is. it's a part of the fandom. Regardless if you like it or not, I feel like recency bias um, definitely helps your album experience with it because of the excitement. I mean, why can't you enjoy an album? I mean, like, how are you going to know off the bat that a song is going to be better than another song based on the time? And then you could say that forever. Well, I've had, let's say, I, I don't know. At this Ten point, years, years for Al Faro, but only five for Astroworld, Okay, right? and then after that, in 20 years, it's still going to be that same gap. So regardless, though, I mean, you kind of have to make a call at a certain point. Yeah. But okay. And that's what's interesting is that as much as I love Utopia, and I'm sure you do as well, only one song, like, just cracking the top 10, I think does speak to the fact that 
this isn't Travis Scott's best album. Um, I think that it is an incredible album, one of the decade's best up to this point, but that's just a reflection on how amazing Travis's catalog has been up to this point, to the point where I can maybe call this his worst album and not get people wanting to fucking throw stones at me. You know what I mean? Yeah, the stone throwers. <laughs> the people that don't like you because you say that you don't like an album as much as his others. Yeah. Always a fun conversation. But all right, you want to go into this? Let's get in with this. My number 10 is Modern Jam, which is also Ant's favorite song off Utopia. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to start these narratives that I don't like Modern Jam. I just don't like it as much as you guys. But I still really do enjoy the track. I think it's one of the strongest. Yeah. Um, I would go with My Eyes at number 10 for Utopia. That's going to make That's my a fair of- choice. You see, I'm not going to look at that one and you know question it just because it is an extraordinary performance i think that like i don't know the, the production of the second half is definitely better than the first but i mean that slow entrancing beat for the first half does perfectly mesh with i think it's one of the vocals. most dynamic beats of the entire album i'll explain to you why um you get the more somber and calm production on the first half that kind of reminds me of like a natural thunder to a certain extent stuff that just feels very spacey um kind of very loose and airy as a production and i love um the duality of travis scott's performance to go alongside that production so i think vocally um the experimentations absolutely hit him using those vocal filters that you've never heard before in his catalog that was awesome some incredible new flows um i love the whole like roly-poly on my wrist the way that he was able to extend those types of lines um i found that super creative and some of the best use of let's say slurred flow that he has in his catalog then you get his last verse which very might well be one of his best verses in his entire like, yeah catalog. it's really up there and again just like that quick speed that he's rapping at it might be the fastest verse and he also has so much to say on the verse as well covering yeah. so much ground even conceptually the record to me is near flawless because you get Travis attacking two different perspectives so you also get like a 90210 sort of like baby form where now he's taking you through like for the first half all of the shit that like the materialism and all the demons I kind of spoke about it in the, in the review and then the second perspective gets a, light, a lot more like real light, like yeah more, more real and like lighthearted as well to yeah. a certain extent so I wanted to include it, I think, on the production conceptual basis, him having like an all-time career verse on here, it has to be considered. So now, going back to the list you had put together in 2021, Backyard had to lose a spot here. Backyard was the one that didn't make it for me. And that's the same one that got booted off on my list. Um, Backyard also got subbed off for me to have Modern Jam. If this was maybe a favorites list, it would have like... Yeah, gone in there. We're or, talking about what we think is the best quality yeah, wise. So absolutely. that makes sense. Yeah, for me, it has to be Modern Jam just because I can't remember the last time that I was this fascinated by a Travis Scott song where I don't even understand the track. On first listen, like, and by the way, you guys could actually um, check out the first reaction that we had to this album because it's going to put some of these conversations into context for these Utopia tracks. Um, that's available on our Patreon, and you guys could find a link to that in the description of this. But I was thrown off by the song on first listen, bro. But what? I was also enthralled by everything that was going on with it. The fact that Guy Manuel from Daft Punk had produced it really caught uh, my interest as well. And... I just, I listen to Modern Jam and I'm like, this is really unlike anything Travis Scott has ever done in his entire catalog. There's no denying that there's a feeling that there's a Kanye West influence evoked within the track like Mm -hmm. there is on a lot of Utopia songs because Travis uses um, a demo of I Am A God as the production um, for this song. Pretty much the same beat as an early version for that song, which I found interesting. Um, I love the yells that he throws in there. Also reminds you of that same song and... Um, just Travis Scott's ability to 
act as a hype man for his own song on this track. Like, I'm the Annihilator. Like, that whole section was super unique. Um, and it sounds like, you know, Travis is trying to turn the crowd up. I feel like I'm at, like, this dark, sketchy nightclub, and he just takes the mic and takes hold of the whole room. Um, and I'm also obsessed with Tizo Touchdown's vocal performance. I thought that was um, absolutely riveting. Um, and then Mike Dean with the synths at the end. Just every single moving factor of this song leaves you wanting more and more and more. And yeah, I just uh, I it's think it's It's one of the most original songs in his catalog. I will say that from a feeling and yeah. production standpoint, maybe it's because the song hasn't aged with me and I need more time with it. Mm. I think that's probably the case. Um, just... I'm not sure the replay value with me hasn't been too strong with, with the uh, with the song in comparison, let's say, to others that I have. So. Well, yeah, because you're not getting that, like, if, if you're into, like, the, the quick raps or, like, the aggressive Travis, you're not getting too much of that. Well, you kind of are within the verses. It, it is more fast-paced flows from Travis. It's um, fast-paced, but it's, very it's, in your it's face. not a hyena or it's not a schizo no, it's or not like that. a my eyes second there's, verse. Yeah. There is, like, a dark undertone to the track, yeah. but it feels a bit more cinematic and brighter. Um, I almost felt like I was watching like an old transfer like Transylvania movie example mm-hmm. um, while I was listening to it. Like, it has it a felt, creepiness to it. It has a certain creepiness to it that I really enjoy. So, all right, number 10 slots revealed. My number nine, I brought back the ends. I brought back the ends on birds. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Like the rest of my list is pretty similar to what my original list was for this. But um, I think with more listens, I've just gotten, you know, different insights on the songs, which I think is cool to talk about. I have about. a couple of placement changes. Um, yeah. So the ends is going to be knocked up I think it stays at the same place, actually. Let me go back to my original list. No, actually, I think The Ends made my number 10. I think The Ends made my number 10. So it moves up a spot. Same for me. I had R.I.P. Screw at number 10 originally. Now it's my number 9. Interesting. I think that's... Is that a song that I left off the list? Did you leave off R.I.P. Screw? No, it's still on here. Never okay, mind. No, I yeah, I have it uh, higher up on my list. But um, listen, not much to say about the ends. I think that it's still the fantastic song um, that Travis made in 2016. Um, introduction into Birds, one of his best intros ever. The Andre 3K verse. What more can I say about the track? I think it's one of his best songs ever made my list. Yeah, um, R.I.P. Screw, one of my favorite Travis songs, just because it's truly like representative of his brand of psychedelic music while also being representative of where he's from with the chopped and screwed influence and the tribute to DJ Screw. Like this is one song where Travis Scott is really giving you a chunk of his hometown, of who he is as a person, of what his influences have been over his career. And also what's cool is that on the second verse where he's saying men at the end of each line, that's actually taken from Houston rappers Big Mo, Big Pokey, and ESG who have a similar pattern on their song called Man. So really um, paying homage to a lot of Houston hip-hop, which I found really cool. Also, I love how drugged out and slow-paced Travis's vocals are. Um, And all the hums breaking in between each line that he has, that was really um, amazing. And it's just amazing for car rides, bro. Like I've been bumping this, and it always gives me this immaculate vibe that relaxes like my it relaxes more. my muscles, bro. It puts my mind at ease. Like I feel like Travis Scott is giving you a little back massage while you're in your yeah, car with bro. this song. Nice. It's a sonic fucking massage, yeah. but um, it's also yeah. It's just to me. I feel like it's the most underrated song on Astro. It if is. I to, if I really had to narrow it down to one, I feel a, like it's low key the least streamed on here too. Let me see this shit. This this or Houston Fornication. Let's see. R.I.P. Screw has 198. That's a massive song. Um, who what one sixty three? That's the lowest. No, NC seventeen. What? Wow, yeah, that's always been. That's crazy. the lowest streamed. NC seventeen. That's crazy. That is crazy. Wow. All right, Coffee we continue on with this. More. Um, yeah. What's your number eight, bro? Maria, I'm drunk. 
What it's too high, bro. You got to have that closer to the... What do you mean it's too high? It's too high up on the list. It's got to be more towards the, the top of the top. Well, I originally had it at number seven. Now it kind of like went down by one. Okay. I have uh, Oh My This Side at number eight. I have it over this. Yeah. That, that, that's yeah, the thing where, where we disagree I, I, is that I, I think it. Marie I'm Drunk's a better song than Oh My This Side, but... Oh my, this side's fucking incredible. So I, um, I get it. Maria, I'm drunk is super cool because I feel like this is one of the most unique collaborations that Travis Scott has in his catalog. Having Justin Bieber and Young Thug on the same track shouldn't make sense, but it makes perfect sense in this context. Um, I, I love the trap production that you get throughout the entire um, song, and it's nice too because they also made this into a party banger. And basically, they're just they're all absolutely smashed on the song, and hmm. uh, they're calling for Maria. Whatever that Maria is to you is to you. And I like that because there's a certain interpolation with the song where Maria might... Maria, I guess, is kind of bliss for all three of them to a certain extent. And they're kind of calling on it because they feel like they're at a low point and, and they're drunk. And that's kind of what's getting them through it. So I like uh, I, I like the double meaning and just being able to have it open to interpolation. I feel like that's a really cool aspect of the song itself. Um, one of the best introductions um, on a Travis Scott song. I feel yeah. like the intro is absolutely incredible. The it way is because you it, hear like those crickets, like just showing you that it's nighttime. Like well, you it sets someone, up the setting. You also hear someone sipping lean. You hear the the chains hanging. That's when over. Young Thug comes in. You hear him mixing yeah. the the lean cup. That that's so fucking. Fire. It's so sick as an introduction. So I love to lead it into the track as well. Maria, I'm drunk. Is gonna stay. It's so gonna stay. what was the story with Maria? I'm drunk. Was it a case where it was like they couldn't clear a sample? Like why was it only added on the album later? Do you I know? have no idea. I wouldn't be able to I tell you. I found that odd, but. When did it get added? 2016? No, later. I think it was like fucking two, three years ago, bro. Really? Let me look it up. No, Maria, are you sure? I'm drunk. Yeah, bro. Because I've I've been list I've been listening to this song like for a, a top long five time. rodeo song. We had to wait so long to get it. Was fucking tragic, but um, no, I don't think so, man. I think you're tripping. Let's look. Maria, I'm drunk. Hit streaming services 2018. Not that bad. Yeah, five years ago. Um, all right, but yeah, my number eight's gonna be on my this side, and this is a song that sort of like introduced me to the fucking batshit crazy um, and creative song maker that Travis Scott was, because this was the first time I had heard a two-part Travis Scott song was on my this side, and I'm like, wow, this guy's special, because I'd heard Upper Echelon and I heard a few other like loose mixes, but on my this side is one that really showed me that Travis Scott was gonna be a voice of his generation potentially just because of how much he was pouring into this track and um he kicks off the verse in this very rush sequence where he's rapping about selling drugs being in and out of courthouses getting kicked out of his mom's house and sort of giving you this fucked up timeline of what his life was like on the come up and the beat matches that it's chaotic as fuck but then you have one of the smoothest transitions i've ever heard to a second beat and then you hear this piano riff and these background vocals and it's just dipped in nostalgia and I love that because it's nostalgic because he's reminiscing over his hometown and what he would do at midnight when it's he was sort of chilling with effect. his friends. It's sort of the Drake effect to me for a certain this feels like Travis's version um, yeah. of like a Tuscan leather to a certain extent. That's why I really like it. And I'm gonna speak about it a bit more um once I actually get into it from my Yeah, placement. and I just I really connect to it too because like it looked it seemed like Quavo and Travis were sort of reminiscing over 
the glory days of being teenagers and not having as many worries and praising and, it and, and, praising, really, and yeah. really indulging into it and remembering that that's what made you and how that could transpire into your current life so the message on it is absolutely beautiful um also the grass is always is not always greener on the other side analogy of the song yep. too is cool i'm gonna get a bit more into that but all right number seven Let sdp interlude extended version this is a change because when we made our top 10 list we're like we're not going to include any leaks, any songs that weren't officially released, but fuck all that. I had to put the extended oh, that's version. that's not fair. I would have this in here, too. Well, I put well, it in. I don't know what to you? tell come you, on. bro. It's official release songs. No, we never said uh, that. Uh, oh, come on. We never put you're rules to doing, this. You're always doing some weird all right, shit. All right, you want to make a last-minute sub? Yeah, no one's stopping yeah. you. You want to do it? You're always, you're always doing some, like, the, the Miley Cyrus thing on, on the other. Remember for the blindly ranking you brought in Miley oh, yeah, Cyrus? Yeah. You're always doing these She's weird rapped. things. She, she could be yeah, called a rapper. Always, <laughs> no, come on, bro. That's horrible. Anyways, rest in peace, Screw is going to be my number seven selection. You want to sub it off for SDP Extended? No, I'm going to stay true yeah. to what the episode is. No. Uh, so, rest in peace, Screw, off of Astroworld. Um, as I mentioned before, I think it's one of the most underrated songs within his catalog. And um, I love what you were saying, Lou, about it because it goes back to his origin story and it has that sort of like Houston vibe to it to where you fully understand the influence of Astroworld to a certain extent I think if you really want to understand the aesthetic and the sonics of Astroworld you have to understand Rest in Peace Screw because it's literally built in from the grounds of Houston with obviously the DJ Screw um, like the, the whole um, how could I put this slowed vocals like the whole slowed vocals with us but also like a big thank you um, to okay, DJ Screw so yeah. for his influence nice tribute yeah yeah like it feels like a tribute, but it also feels like a thank you to a certain extent to where, like, he's kind of making it seem that if DJ Screw never created that chop and screwed sound, then where would he be with his career and where would the, like, where would the influences of Houston be within his own career? And I really love that. I think it's very honest as a track, and I think it plays very close to home to what his sound actually is. Um, and as I said before, it's one of the most underrated on probably his best album for me at this point right next to Rodeo. So it cracked my list once again. Yeah. That's a, that's a must. But yeah, SDP extended version. I mean, bro, listen, I don't understand how Travis Scott creates this fucking five-minute masterpiece and trims it down to two minutes where he doesn't even have a single verse on the released version. And yet that interlude still goes hard as fuck without it. But when you have the added verses where you have Travis in the second verse bringing in a brand new flow, where you have Travis showing his versatility as an artist in the first verse, where you get the rapping and the singing from him, and you get him, of course, giving you that iconic hook of smoke some, drink some, pop one. Feels good um, like soul food. Bro, it's just, to me, like what I've always said about this song that still rings true to me is that it feels like... A, psychedel a psychedelic like drug trip in music format. Yeah, it's incredible. That, that's truly it, what it is. It's one of those top tier Travis Scott songs that should have been released. It would have been automatically, I think, the best song on Birds. Absolutely. I don't think there's a yeah, single thought about that. From the and dizzying vocals, the translucent beat, like everything about it. I have a hot it. take too, but I think this would have fit on Rodeo as well. It was made around that era. It would have fit, yeah. Not, not, yeah. It, it, it has, it has the format of like a Maria I'm drunk or, um, let's say a nine hundred two and no. I still think it belongs a bit more on, on birds, though. I don't think so because it's a bit more lighthearted. It has a bit more of like a lightness to it to a certain extent. A bit more of a you have that feeling. you have that with songs like Wonderful on the album. Like there's a couple of other songs that I are never saw that Wonderful realm. as like a, a major, um, not a major song off of Birds, but a major indicator of where the sound is with Birds. If that makes sense to you, I always felt like it was a super fire collab with The Weeknd and Travis, and that they were previewing it so much before it actually dropped that they ended up including it. But even Sweet Sweet has like that lightness and that brightness to it. Like there's a good mix of Birds. Obviously, Birds does have a bit of a darker vibe and aesthetic but 
you have your outliers. So I don't know. I feel like it fit pretty well. But um, yeah, guys, if you haven't heard the SDP extended version, please do yourselves a favor and check it out because um, it's one of the best leaks of all time. I'm not even going to lie about it. It's up there for sure. But let's go into Oh My Dis side. For That's me, I'm my, my, my number six. Okay. Um, going my number six, I'm just going to say it's skeletons, but keep going. Wow. So skeletons, did it back up a bit for you? I think it stayed where it was. Where was it originally? Six. It was originally at six for you? Yeah. Okay, I have a bit higher up. Oh, you moved it higher now. I, I wow. move it higher. Yeah, I've been really paying attention to the song, and it was always weird because like, it was one of my first song, my first favorite songs off of Astroworld, and I kind of put it down for a long time. Did you not include it in your original top ten? No, it was there. Oh, okay. It was there. I had it at number nine. That was a grower for me, though. Like, when I first heard Astroworld, my attention wasn't there. My attention was on like fucking sicko mode and can't say and like a lot of the big bangers, but... When you really spend time with that track list, that's the one that really stands out. It really is. Oh, but okay, let me go on to all my this side. So I'm not going to spend too much time on this just because you explained it pretty well. Um, but the whole it's not always greener on the other side analogy perfectly sums up what this track kind of means to me and what it kind of means to Travis fans because um, Travis is talking in a very positive light um, about where he's at on the second half of the song but what's nice is that he gives you the contrast of that on the first part to where it's this whole build up and to where it sums up his career and his fame and to have Quavo come through and give those additional vocals and have the verse in the back and forth and come through as their best collaboration it was is. extremely cool to see um, let me ask you this you think out of like all of the songs that have beat switches from travis which is a lot of them 902 and aside is this the best two-part travis scott song um is it let me just go up my list to see if i have everything there it, it technically according to my list it would be yeah it would be the only other ones i, I think, I, I that think I, it I, might be the cleanest besides 902 and o, the cleanest transition well, from one way beat back, to the next way back for me way back too yeah Way back for me. That's way back was one. a song I was really considering, but I feel like I enjoy my eyes a bit. Like it's a bit more impressive to me. Mm. Uh, my eyes is a bit more impressive than a way back to me, just sonically and where the song is at. That was really. I don't know what I would have. Yeah, I, pro I probably have my eyes above it, but my eyes back, is a special song, bro. People have to realize how fucking good the song is. Yeah, it's really up there for me. But anyways, okay, going on to way, uh, going on to sorry, oh my, this side at number six. Um, it's still there. It's still in the middle of my list, more or less. I think it jumped off one spot. But regardless, it's still there. Yeah, that's fucking timeless, that song. Yeah, um, my number six, though, Skeletons. Um, second best song on Astroworld for me. Um, it definitely set the precedent for, um, you know, what might be Travis Scott's, like, perfect producer pairing. Like, I would love to see a full tape of Kevin Parker and Travis Scott because after hearing what they did with Skeletons, it's, it's perfection. Bro. It is perfection. It really is. You have these dreary gu guitar strings. You have um, some sweet harmonizing, some light synths, and it just creates this very slow and mesmerizing production that feels surreal and ethereal and just perfect. Um, and the song literally feels like you're moving in slow motion. And that's what I love about this song is that like everything that they're describing as feelings, you are made to feel them through the sonic. So like when they sing like Standing in the Ocean, you're able to go there. You're able to feel like you're literally getting the sensations of feeling the water on your skin. Um, and just the numbness that overcomes you. It feels like you're floating away with the track. Um, one of the best psychedelic 
produced hip-hop songs of all time and it's interesting that kanye west actually wrote this i don't know if you've ever heard wow i don't really? know if you ever heard about that yes it's true did yes, you hear the, the reference track? track there we go you heard you just, it you just made me go back yeah i think i was uh, i was exploring this uh this piece of content for a tiktok at a certain point and it's so funny just because like listening to that reference track it's a blessing that we didn't get it as a kanye song and that we got oh, it my goodness as a it travis song yeah but i just i don't feel like kanye's vocals would have meshed well with the production no like this is this is travis's lane bro he this is exactly this Travis's lane. Um, but yeah, The Weeknd 2 killed it, bro. They didn't have a major role in the song, but a memorable one. And Do I you love... think considering everything, it's their best ever collaboration? Yeah, absolutely. It's better than Wonderful. It's but better I, than saying, Pray for Love. But I'm saying is that uh, it's the, the so two, minimal that... Yeah. Okay, it's the best song that they're both on together. But their best collaboration as a pair is probably going to be Pray, Pray for, for love. love. That's always going to be a lock for me. Yeah. That was another song that was in my queue. Mm -hmm. Some of his best ever. That's up That's there, up but okay. There. Top five. five. I have drugs you should try. DBR. All right, that, I'm, I'm going to be coming up on that one. I have Marie, I'm drunk at five. Okay, so you included it into the top five. Did this change from your previous list, or does it stay the it same? It stayed at number five. Like I think from this point on, from six to one, everything sort of stayed the same. And Marie, I'm drunk. I mean, like we were talking about before, I love just the enchanting psychedelic soundscape as much as the next guy, but the fact that you're getting this cool metaphor for the song too of like, like you were saying, Maria representing a woman, but also representing marijuana, like really clever shit. Um, I love how Travis's voice fades as the beat fades as well in the minute mark. And then you proceed to hear the lean getting mixed up, thug enters um, and just absolutely kills it. And it's cool that you're getting like thuggers ad libs and him like rapping like call your friends let's get get drunk while Travis is doing his verse like that's just all mixed in the background and then Justin Bieber comes in kills the rapping performance and what's cool is that Travis actually said that this song was inspired by a Justin Bieber song um which is actually no that's for drugs you should try it all right I'm getting mixed up here I'll, I'll talk about that in the next follow one. along buddy I'll take that for the next one <laughs> Follow along. Yeah, I was thinking about it because the drugs you should try it, which is what you're going to be talking about now. Yeah, that was actually influenced by a Justin Bieber song, which, which is called "All That Matters." And it's funny because those two songs sound nothing alike. But hey, maybe what it means to both their fan bases maybe has a bit of different uh, reception around it. But yeah. all right, drugs you should try. Drugs you should try. Definitely not the greatest <laughs> song title. I will say that. I always feel awkward. Kids, go do <laughs> some drugs. Drugs you should try. But I think the whole thing is like the whole play on words for me now that I've been realizing longer and longer um, with the title drugs you should try and the content matter is like try love, like get into it and like, you know, try it and like fully indulge into it and be an addict with it. It's very ambiguous. I don't know if that's what it means, though. You know what I mean? That's like, kind of my connection to it. Because yeah. then you go into the content matter of the song and it's a full blown romance song. It is. it is. It's a. It's like, oh, it takes but over the plate. I like, feel like the night. The drugs are what's like numbing the pain and like what's getting him going. You know what I mean? That's interesting. But or yeah. maybe it's the drugs that are enhancing the love. It could be, yeah. That's what I'm trying so, to say. Some ecstasy vibes, you know? Get something going, yeah. you know? Why not? <laughs> get, get, getting going. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we're not going to get into all of that. But regardless, though, it's a classic in his catalog. It's a career-defining track yeah. for him. Um, it kind of set the precursor for what Rodeo would maybe sound like experimentally and him getting into not a bit more of like an indie rock vibe, but the rock influences you definitely hear the rock influences within the track and maybe this inspired other songs down the line that sound familiar it's also i think travis scott's best romantic song to a certain extent my favorite love song from him my second favorite i have one higher up on my list but keep going yeah what, what do you have i got impossible higher up wow okay that's interesting 
that's interesting. That was a song that would have maybe made it for me, but I have other ones in front of it. Um, but regardless, though, one of the best songs in his catalog had to be included. His best mixtape song. And I feel like if you're like a Travis Scott super fan, like this you, is the one you have you. it downloaded or you have it in your local files on Spotify or whatever it is. Like you, you're all over this thing. It's but in my SoundCloud right now. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I like what you said about being a career defining song, just because I feel like we never heard a Travis Scott like this before. Drugs you should try it, and we never heard one like it afterwards. After which is crazy. And I love the fact that like, mm -hmm. when you listen to his vocals, they're like overlapping with each other. You have like one vocal lead where um, he sounds a bit muffled and the other one where um, he sounds sort of more sounds potent. more auto-tuned. Yeah, and, like, more potent. Yeah, and yeah. it hits the ear a bit and more. And it, it blends together and it's like this overlap that sounds absolutely majestic. So that's my number four. That's why I'm going to talk about it now for my number four. Yeah, go for it. Um, By the way, number four, I have Skeletons. Skeletons, nice placement for that one. Um, and yeah, I just, I love the fact that it's a heartbreak song. Um, I love how the mellow, the vibe is, the punchy bass lines, his attitude throughout the song is really um, just interesting to see the way that he attacked it. Um, and yeah, that's really all I have to say about it. Oh, it's uh, it's definitely up there in some of his best. I kind of look at you sideways. This is one of the songs where I'd look at you sideways if you didn't have it in a top 10. Yeah. I'm like, well, when did you start? When, yeah, when, when, when did you really get into Trap Eye? <laughs> did, did, you, did, did you get into Birds or was it like Butterfly Effect? You yeah. know, what was uh, what was the track for you? Do you think any people have, like any diehard Travis fans have Alfaro songs in here? Maybe Hell of a Night. That was Hell of a, a Night's that's a, a big, fan favorite. That's a big cult classic. Uptown, I feel like, is another big one for people, too. Upper Echelon, of course. Biggest banger um, for, like, that Owl Farrell bag. But whatever. Not me. Skeletons, baby. Yeah? My goodness. Crazy. This song is absolutely majestic. It's fucking nuts. I don't even know what else to say about it. That's I mean, nuts. I've spoken about this so many times on the podcast. What could I say? Um, what's what's cool is that this, there was actually a leak before in 2017 in October um, where um, Kevin Parker and uh, Travis were spotted together and then it sparked this whole conversation of like what the fuck would that sound like well it was skeletons why don't we get him on fucking utopia bro it's so disappointing because he kind of did it already I guess kind of like it I said already. I want a full tape of the two of them I it want was, it. well that was cool that was that's what was cool about utopia is that you had these collaborations that were new but there was the obvious ones that got left out like example Kevin Parker and Don Tolliver those are two major features within his catalog and they don't end up making yeah quite interesting. interesting but okay you want to get into the top three top three three is impossible for me what do you got astral thunder move down from two to three that's a good choice that's a good choice like i i, 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 I always remembered you having it like in your top three and i'm like there's no way this is a top three travis song it's just show it's so short i love the vibe of it but you get so much more substance and so much more creativity to me out of travis and so many other songs um Still a W. I love the song, but top three? It's a top three song. Oh, if skeletons you if, is if, if so you, much better. If you understand, you understand. I, I cannot think of another song that sounds like Gosh or Thunder. It's incredible. It's what I think it's easily one of the best beats I've ever heard from Travis Scott. That's why. For what it is, like I don't even need an extra like four minutes of the track. I don't give a fuck. This song is all about quality and getting the job done. There is not a single blemish within this track. It is perfection. Vocally, production-wise, atmosphere, what Travis Scott does best, this is the best of his capabilities for me. It really is. It, it, it's it, great. It, it, it's fuck. It, you're right. It, it is a near flawless or flawless cut, but to me, it's like 
I'm not going to my favorite Italian restaurant to have the calamaries and fuck off and leave. You know what I mean? But like, to is, me, it's just an appetizer, saying, bro. Yeah, but that's it's your a little, problem. It's a little interlude you, on the song. If you see, no, it's two, it's two and a half minutes. It's two minutes. It's a little interlude. Uh, no, two and a half minutes. Don't it say it doesn't have the interlude kind of vibe, bro. It absolutely does. Maybe to you. Listen, if you feel like Astro Thunder's the entree, well, brother, you're missing out. <laughs> I'm not missing out. You're, you're I, I played the song quite a bit. <laughs> you're missing out with this. So that, what can I tell you? I, I can't do anything for you at this oh, point. Astro Thunder is incredible. Um, the fans know. The OG fans know. If you have an ear for taste making, the OG fans. This is on Astro yeah, World. That's not no, I'm saying, I'm saying the fans know. Okay. The people who are fans of this song know. It's if you know if you know you know situation. I can't even explain it to you because <laughs> as I said, you can't find a single flaw within it. It highlights all of his greatest qualities, which is production, mood setting, um, and his vocal performances. It feels incredible when you close your eyes and just listen to this song. It's absolutely soothing and. It's a it's a song that absolutely hits the quality um, and effectiveness mark for me. Fair enough. My number three, Impossible. And speaking about Heartbreak songs, to me, this is his best one just because it's not a pretty one. It's dark and somewhat sounds hopeless, which I find really realistic. And I like Travis Scott taking that perspective because getting over relationships and moving on and have, going through Heartbreak, it's usually not an easy situation. And that's what he portrays here. It sounds like he's sort of going through this downward spiral where he's literally in a bet in a bad headspace like it really does sound like that and his vocal sound manipulated he sounds very trippy as the song opens up and it just it's crazy how it's like the hook of like you know on nights like this i wish i could do the impossible that's about him forgetting his lover or moving on from the lover that's what's impossible to him that's how much of an, atta of an, an, an attachment he had to this person so to see how infatuated he was with his lover i think it's relatable for a lot of people it's rare to get a hip-hop song that's this bleak and this honest when it comes to the subject of love um and yeah he sounds drunk as fuck on the song um it kind of reminds me of like travis scott's version of a marvin's room to some extent but i like when the drums kick in oh for going sure going up and then you get, to, and then that's when the entire song kind of takes off. Absolutely, for me. and I love the fucking sample at the end. That's one of the, like when you hear that sample, you're like, he should have fucking made a whole song around this, around these vocals. Um, sort of like how I feel about Lost Forever, which is not there for long enough. But I love Impossible, one of the most underrated songs off of Rodeo, one of the most underrated in his catalog. Doesn't get enough praise and respect, but you got to put respect on its name, bro. It's a, it's a flawless track. But yeah, what's your number three? Number two. Oh, you did your number three. Top two? I think we have the same top two here. I have Stop Trying to Be God at number two and 90210 at number one. I have Who What at number two, and then after yes. that at 90210 at number one. Uh, I thought you had K-pop in the old list. You, you took <laughs> no, it out? I took K-pop okay. out of the old one in 2021. When, when you heard it from the leak uh, from 2021. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is an automatic W for <laughs> Stop Trying to Be God at number two, and number one is going to be 90210. Um, are we even going to talk about 90210? I don't. I look. You don't even think we. I want to ask you this. Actually, what did you think about hearing 90210 live? Because you've heard it live what, like three times? Which was the best time that you heard it live, and why? Um, probably back last week. Yeah. Eh? The light show, crazy. bro. He oh also had everyone God. put their cell phones up yes. for it, and then went the do 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 do. Like the, when once that ends up hitting with the laser show. 
absolutely mesmerizing. I will say it's one of my favorite songs I've ever seen him perform. Um, I told you, bro, like you have to be in the crowd to experience it. It's fucking amazing, bro. Like you can't, uh, you can't be sitting outside of a Travis Scott show to really appreciate it. But I feel like that's the case with like almost any artist that you see, like. Um, for the is most it really? part, it's like the further the further you are, bro, the less enjoyable the experience is gonna be. You're, you get to see less. You have less of a connection because the proximity isn't as close. Like, that's how I feel in general about like performers. But it applies directly to Travis for sure. You can't be outside of it. Like we were in the VIP for uh, California. It didn't feel the same. It didn't feel nearly the same. No, but it was still fucking cool. It was cool, but it didn't feel the same. So, yeah, I've seen him three times. I probably think that's the best. But Stop Trying to Be God, bro, was originally at number nine for me. So that's the hugest move on, on your list, number actually. Nine. Yeah, I've grown so much appreciation for this song over the past two years. Um, it was never really like... I, I always considered it one of his greatest songs, but I never really understood the value of it until I really took a look at it and I had it in rotation for a very long time. And with more and more listens, I realized how much value you get out of it. So... I mean, listen, we share the top two. How different could we be? How different could we be? Do you think those top two will ever get touched? Because I don't. Like, those are just absolute fucking gems, bro. Where Do you um, ever see Stop Trying to Be God passing 90210? Ooh, that's a good question. Maybe. Do you ever? I don't think so. I don't so. think so, though. I, 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 I say like, maybe because of how much I love it, but I feel like, yeah, like you were about to say, Travis Scott fans know that it's untouchable as his greatest song. It is untouchable. Do you think a Travis Scott fan will ever have a different answer? No, and that's the thing is that like when it comes to like a Kendrick or an Outkast or other artists, I feel like it's always up for debate to some extent. But like when it comes to 90210, it's a fucking lock, bro. Like I'm, I want to have a conversation with anyone that doesn't think it's his best song just because of objectively the, the intrigue. Speaking, yeah, the, the objectively speaking, it's definitely his best ever song. So listen, guys, that's the updated list, 2023. We'll probably end up doing this again at some point. Why not? Why not? With See more albums and more music coming down the pipe? Yeah. Fuck yeah. I hope he drops more, though. He, apparently, he's back in the studio, bro. So Yeah, but he was back in the studio after Astroworld. He was I know. back in the studio for five years. <laughs> Come on. Know. You know, the guy's always cooking. I'm trying to be hopeful, bro. No, it's not going to happen. But guys, let me know in the comments. What's your favorite Travis Scott song? Thank you guys so much for following the audio podcast. We appreciate you. Um, hopefully, you guys enjoy this episode. Smash us a five-star review if you guys can. Um, follow the Spotify, Apple, or any other um, podcast platform that you guys are following and listening to us on. Um, it would mean the world to us. I appreciate you guys for coming in. Lou, any last words? Guys, as always, thank you so much for listening to the pod. We appreciate the love and support, and we'll catch you next time. Peace.